Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Entercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train! Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. This is the second hour of the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Coming to you live from Hales Quarters, Wisconsin. At least that's where we're located, but our signal comes out of someplace else and wherever. But anyway, you can catch us on the World Wide Web just by, uh, what, did they, what did they go to Bodie again? Uh, it's 1057fmthefan.com. Otherwise, you can listen live anywhere on the radio.com app. There you go. Radio.com app. That's free, right? That is free. Yeah, then you just, yeah, there you go. You got. You can listen to us all over, no matter where you are, when you're traveling. Anyway, uh, we come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live, and you can call us and get involved in the show by calling 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Neubauer, and we are here to entertain and inform and maybe take a nap. So, <laughs> 799-1250 if yeah. you're out there and you got a uh, hot ice fishing report. If not, let's talk a little summer here, Tom. Oh, let's please do. I can't let's talk wait. a little. Hey, speaking of summer, I've been I've been working on my summer lures already and hooks. I've been sharpening well, some hooks and that. That's exactly what I wanted to talk yeah. about with this topic, Tom. Um, as you know, I like to go up with Sergeant Horton up to uh, Door County and do some smallmouth bass fishing. I've become a bass kind of a fisherman for at least one week out of the year I go up there. And I was never really a much of a bass guy before. So anyway, uh, while we're up there, uh, we see a lot of guys fishing and a lot of, a lot of guys using a number of different methods. But the, the method that has been most productive for us over the years has been using the jerk baits. And when I th- think about it, it seems to me that it, it, it's one of the most overlooked methods of, of fishing by a lot of bass fishermen. I think a lot of bass guys that I observe, they're so into that finesse stuff. Their mindset is so into, into that. plastic, yeah. Right, and even our bass pro Ron Johnson, when he went up there with me, I mean, yeah, he was finessing, but when I nailed like two, three fish on a jerkbait, his mama didn't raise no fool. He switched to jerkbaits. Yeah. yeah. Now, when you say jerkbait, you mean the minnow imitating jerkbaits, right? Right, the minnow yeah. imitating. And, and like when I first, uh, in fact, the first time I ever really 
started using jerk baits many years ago. I went up to Sturgeon Bay in the spring. It was April. And stopped at uh, it's a little gas station there on the corner. It's a little mobile station, I think. I don't know what the name is. There's a bar across the road. Of course, there's a bar across the road from every gas station in Wisconsin. <laughs> uh, corner of every road. But uh, I went in and I said, how are they doing on the pike? And they said, really good. On uh, They're getting on jerks, jerk baits. And I thought, I was thinking bobby baits, suets. Yeah, you're right? thinking musky jerk baits, yeah. They were talking husky jerks. Right. And once I realized what they were talking about, I just so happened to have one husky jerk, mm-hmm. a clown that I'd bought in my tackle box, and I proceeded to go out and catch, man, we got like 15, 20 northerns that day mm-hmm. uh, using the jerk baits. Uh, since that time, uh, I've used them for walleyes. And then I did, and I did uh, catch a big smallmouth with Steve Milliot years ago up in Little Sturgeon. Uh, he was finessing, and I said, well, I don't know how to do that. What else can I throw? And uh, I pulled out that husky jerk. He said, yeah, you could use that. And I caught a four-pound-plus smallmouth, the biggest one we got that day. It was kind of a tough day. So since that time, I've kind of become a fan. Now, they've been coming out with lots of jerk baits. Uh, Rapla, in particular, has been coming out. That You know, they've got the uh, uh, shadow wrap. Shadow wrap, shallow, shadow wrap, deep. Then they got the Rapala X wrap. Uh, they came out with one last year, I think, the Rapala Rip Stop. Um, I went and bought the, uh, the the expensive one for twenty. No, so the Rapalas, you can normally get those for typical Rapala prices. Uh, I went and bought the uh, doggone, it's ex- escaping me. It'll come back in a second. An expensive one for like twenty five dollars last year, and that was the bait. Up in Door County, I had to replace hooks on that a bunch, bunch of times. Um, so there's many different. And now I'm reading an article in In Fisherman. They're talking about Lucky Craft Pointer. Mm-hmm. Have you ever used a Lucky Craft Pointer? Because no. I don't. Okay, so that's I've, looking I've, like I've, another uh, another type. I'm going to have to buy. Right. I've used the Smithwick Rogues and the Husky Jerks. Okay. Yeah, uh, it, it's the Mega Bass Vision 110. In the ebony bone color, that's the one that I bought. Yeah, for twenty five bucks, that just rocked the smallmouths. But yeah, don't use that on Pewaukee, huh? Don't use it on Pewaukee. It'll get bit off. Yeah, it might get bit off. (laughs) Muscalage and twenty five bucks might seem like a uh, expensive, uh, expensive uh, amount to pay, but I'll tell you what, uh, something about those jerk baits. And okay, you do have the suspending rogues, and you do have the regular husky jerk. Uh, but the difference between those is those just you jerk them and they don't have an, uh, an erratic action. And you pause them and they'll be buoyant, neutral, and just right. hover. The new jerk baits on the market have a real erratic action mm-hmm. where you give it a jerk and it can shoot out to the side. And sometimes the crazier the action, um, the more it gets those smallmouth and largemouth too excited and when they tend to hit is the pause so these jerk baits are mm-hmm. you know they're weighted they put it on the pause and sometimes five seconds and they'll just about jolt, take the rod right out of your hand right yeah it's really yeah. cool and what does work uh a lot of the guys that use the jerk baits uh typically use like uh, use like a, a braid super line because you it really gives you better contact uh, in fact, the first year I was up there in Door County, I had 10-pound mono on, 
and I could not, I wasn't catching, I was catching, having one fish to, you know, Mark's 20. And, and he was using braid and mm-hmm. I finally switched to the braid. And when I gave those sharp jerks and pauses, I could then actually feel the bait vibrate when I mm-hmm. gave it. And it made the difference. Mm-hmm. That contact and control instantaneous reaction from the bait, the mono was just too stretchy and spongy. Mm-hmm. Now, last year, uh, Ron, on the advice of watching Ron Johnson up in Rowley's Bay, when he was using jerk baits with fluorocarbon, uh, I switched to fluorocarbon on one rod last year, one rod and reel. And um, the Seaguar, what do they call it? The Seaguar. Uh, fluorocarbon it's in a yellow and blue box and mm-hmm. ron had recommended it he said uh he said even eight pound was fine and i was leery about going with eight pound tom because i don't want one of those things breaking off and i'll tell you that eight pound was tough and i put the smack down on him so mm-hmm. the fluorocarbon worked good and again there's very little you don't feel a lot of stretch with that yeah. line what's nice with the fluorocarbon too is that like for an example, you can use 14 pound test fluorocarbon, and it's basically the same diameter as a 10 pound test mono. So you know if you if you're using uh, let's say if you normally use eight pound test, you can actually bump up to 10 in fluorocarbon and have the same diameter as a mono, as your eight pound mono, or even up to 12 pound test, I think, and have same as eight. Yeah, the, so it's kind of nice that and way. And the braids, yeah. the braids are the ones that are really really thin. Uh, the thing that I, one of the reasons I went to the, uh, I went to the, uh, fluorocarbon only was when I was using the braid and tying a fluorocarbon leader on, I'd use a uni to uni knot, which is okay. Uh, Ron Heidenreich knows a knot and he told me about it. It's online that is infallible. I mean, uh, virtually where you tie line to line, it works really good. The uni knot, you could sometimes, if you caught a bunch of hard smack and smallmouth mm. long enough, we did have a few break on the hook yeah, set. Yeah. So that's why I went. Oh, okay. I think I'm having yeah. a gripper here. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, I went to the uh, uh, fluorocarbon only. The other thing, uh, you know, Mark was tying direct to the baits every time. And I observed Ron, and he was using a small, tiny little coast lock snap. Yeah, you can get these real little barrel swivels. It's Well, it doesn't even have a swivel. No? No, don't even want a swivel if you're using jerk baits. Don't want a swivel on it. You just want the snap part. And um, I think... They, oh, oh, it's I'm not sorry. the coast lock snap. On, onto the, it's onto it's the not lure. a cross lock. I was thinking of something else. Yeah, it's okay. not a cross lock snap. It's not the coast lock snap. It's it's a it's a different thin wire one, and I use it for the walleye trolling it as well, and uh, it and it's small enough where that does not those suspending baits, they'll either suspend, some might slowly go rise, some might slowly sink. It depends on the model and type, and there's even variances from lure to lure, mm-hmm. um, but that little uh, snap attachment doesn't didn't inhibit in any way the action of the bait. Plus, it made it a lot easier for a guy with old eyes to change baits without having to retie every yeah, time. Yeah, that's always nice. Yeah, so um, so so it worked really well. I've got something, uh, some news about something that'll wor- really work for the smallies up on uh, 
the bay when you go up there this year. I ordered them this year, got them in Sherpers. As a matter of fact, we got them now in Hales Corners. Spy bait? It, no, it's the Mini Mike 2s. You, this oh, the next you did. Next size up. Next well, size yeah, up. After I got that hot tip yep, from yep. Uh, from the uh, guy whose brother fishes Washington yep. Island in July, yep. and the Mini Mite is his top producer. The Mini yes. Mite 2, right? I want yeah. some of those. Yeah. I know I, they'll work. Yeah. I uh, And I was talking to Frank, the owner of Cubby Mini Mites, and, uh, and I asked him about the Mini Mite 2s, and he says, yeah, we sell a lot of those. And I said, really? I so I guess I'm going to have to put them in the store. I bet you that's one of the best kept secrets out there. Yeah, it might be. I'll might bet you it be. is. Yeah, because fishermen, if they got a hot thing going, yeah. now that one has a, a the regular mini mite has a 30 second ounce jig, and a you know small plastic you know the mini mite patented tail. The mini mite two has got a 16 ounce jig. We'll have to yeah. uh, send some of those to Ron Johnson because. He had never used mini mites till last spring when he and I got a bunch of those uh, pumpkin seeds right off the oh, pier yeah, there yeah, in Pewaukee. Sure, sure yeah. And he became a fan of the mini mite. Yeah. Uh, for the and, we'd, and we'd spray the bait mate yeah, on it yeah. too before. And that bait mate it did seem to work. Yeah. That if you juiced it up a little bit and cast it out, and then if we, things slowed down, respray some stuff yeah, on there. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm thinking some of those twos for subtle presentations, yeah. man, I think it would be great. Yep. I'm going to. Yep, I I got to get a bunch from Frank. Maybe we'll even give some away on the show. And then no, she... no, I'm keeping all the twos for myself, Tom. <laughs> okay, Again, okay, folks. Well, Santa listen. Claus over yeah, there. we got we got to pay some bills right now, and uh, so uh, stay tuned. We're gonna have more of this Skipper Beds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Seven nine nine twelve fifty is the phone number if you want to get involved. We'll be right back with more. Welcome back to Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Thanks for joining us this Saturday morning. And uh, Tom here, Uncle Tom, our buddy, our friend, our bestest pal, what has some giveaways here. What do yeah, you got? Yeah, I want to give away a year's subscription to Badger Sportsman Magazine. But. But. You got to answer a question. Yep. 799-1250 is the phone number. And uh, it's 414-799-1250. I'm going to ask you a fairly simple question. I'll give you a little leeway in there, uh, you know, in case you don't get it right on the nose. So it's about fishing, you know, so we'll see who calls and see if they can get this. See, we just can't just give these things away willy-nilly. You got to earn them, folks. You got to earn it. I'm in a one-year subscription. That's kind of nice. The Badger Sports yeah. Magazine. You don't have to be greatly knowledgeable or anything no. like that. No. no. I was no. going to ask some questions here, but Tom was nixing them here saying, well. I said, well, we're on the fishing too, theme too. right now. We're as, fishing. As matter, in- matter of fact, I was serious. I, I was down in the basement, and I was sharpening hooks, getting ready, you know, getting my gear situated. Because, you know, after a season of fishing, your gear gets all messed up. It's in different spots, you know. you Sometimes you put a lure in a different box that it doesn't belong in just just for expediency's sake when you're out in the boat. Yeah. So I was getting things back where they all should be. And as a matter of fact, I got to make my order uh, for spinnerbaits. Oh, speaking of that, okay, I buy my spinnerbait stuff that, I, you know, I make those spinnerbaits. I buy them from on, uh, luresonline.com. And I or got asked them for a catalog, and I got the catalog on, on uh, Thursday, 
And no offense to the U.S. Postal uh, Service, but that thing came so tore up. As a matter of fact, there were about 30 pages that were missing parts of the pages. It was all it was all ripped up, and then it's like, oh, man, this thing went through the ringer. Yeah, so, I, it, it happened. You know, I, yeah. I respect a lot of those people, those mail delivery yeah. guys, the UPS guys, the yeah. Federal Express. They're out driving, yeah. busting their butt. I know it's hard, and they got to move fast. And, and it probably wasn't their fault because they got automated machines that screw up some of these catalogs. So I had to call and reorder a new one. Anyway. Okay, now what? Now, folks, whoever's on the line, stay on the line because if the first person doesn't get the question, I'm going to switch the question, and you'll get a chance too. So, who do you got first? John on the northwest side. Okay, hey, John, you there? Yes, sir. Hey, good morning. All it right, is a great morning. Okay, it, it is, and it hasn't started raining yet here by us. It has. It has here about where, seven o'clock. It started. Where, where are you at? Northwest side of Milwaukee. Really? It started over there? Yeah, here in Hales Corners, it's not raining yet. So, All right, we were talking about the smallmouth bass in Door County. Yes. Uh, you know what the state record smallmouth bass is? Oh, no. Oh, uh, no. Take a guess. I'm going to say... Uh, you got a one-pound leeway. Eight, eight pounds, two ounces. You're, he's within the one-pound leeway. You're within it. It's nine pounds, oh, wow. one ounce. Yeah. It's nine pounds, one ounce, and you're wow. within that leeway. You're eight pounds, two. Yep. You're, you just made it. You just. And where, where was that caught? In, in the bay? No, this was caught on Indian Lake in Oneida County in, mm. in 1950. So, oh, wow. so that might be a little even suspect. But if you're going to catch a state record smallmouth, uh, Sturgeon Bay isn't a bad place to go to. They've oh, yeah. caught some yeah. real big ones up Close there. Close to it. Close. So, okay, you stay on hold, John. We're going to get your info, okay? Okay. And uh, I'll send you out that uh, gift certificate for the one-year subscription to Badger Sportsman Magazine. Terrific. All right. Thanks for listening. Take care. Okay, okay. bye now. Bye-bye. And for the rest of you on hold, I apologize, but Tom, that's it. Tom, at one-pound leeway. Yeah, why what? not? I mean, he had no and you clue. didn't like my question because it was about guns. Okay, okay. <laughs> People want to be okay. challenged in this world. Stay on the line, People folks. People like to think. When I hear contests Nick. and I'm driving down the road, I'm like, especially <laughs> okay. sports trivia. We're good. I'm like, oh, who, hey, who, who did I'm win trying the Heisman to talk, in 19th? I'm okay. trying to talk to the listeners. Stay okay. on hold because Bushy's going to ask a question. All right? Okay, here comes Nick's coming back. We're, you ask your question, okay? Okay. Are you going to give a leeway? Nope. No leeway. They should know this. All right, we'll see. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. All right, Steve in Milwaukee on line one. We're coming to him. Okay, Steve, you can win a one-year gift certificate to Badger Sportsman Magazine. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Steve, here's Bushy's question. Okay, here we go. In at six, average feet per second velocity of a 180-grain standard load. What is it? Are you going to laugh? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna laugh. <laughs> and he's giving you no leeway. <laughs> no leeway. Nope. See, I'm a nice guy. I give a little leeway. Yeah, yeah but I'm a fisherman. I'm not a big hunter, so take a shot. What the uh, velocity of a one eighty grain bullet? Of a thirty oh six standard uh, load. Of six. Um twelve fifty. Uh nah. nope. I'm sorry. Way short. No. All right. Thanks for playing. All no, right. that's fine. Appreciate it. Bye. Okay, have a good day. Yep, now, you do, too. Now, do you have another load that we can ask another sure question? Sure do, buddy. Okay, take another caller. Good morning. You're on Cutting Edge Outdoors. 
Who is this? Jim. Hi, Jim. Good morning. Okay, Bush morning. is going to give you another load. All right. Uh, what is the for a, the basic twenty-two long rifle? Doesn't matter hollow point or not. Forty grain bullet. You, I'll give you a leeway within a hundred on this one because different loads have different. What is the average feet per second? Uh. <laughs> yeah, these are easy, Danny. They're easy. We're getting a lot of Jesus. They're today. laughing at them. Get your calls in now. This will be the first and last time we a lot do this of Jesus. Segment, well, no, Jesus is tomorrow when you go to church. All right. It's, Thanks for trying. Yo, did you want to take yep. a shot? Well, I'll. I'll, I'll. Uh huh. Fourteen. Fourteen and a quarter. Oh, sorry. Mm, you, you were going to give a leeway of 100? It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's not. That's not. No. It's more like right around 1,200 mm. to maybe 1,300. Sorry tops. about Close, that. Close, but no cigar. Thank you for calling. Thanks, thanks for listening. Thanks for trying. Yeah. Okay. And then the 3006, the 180 grain, 2,700 feet per second. Well, yeah, everybody knows 2, that. 2,700 right, feet per second. Everybody knows everybody that. Everybody knows that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Danny, we got another victim on the line for you. Good morning. You You're got on another one? Your I got another one. Okay. Who's this? Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Good morning. Okay. Well, she's got morning. another one for you. All right. Sure. Here we go. So I'm going to give you a little, we'll give you a, a uh, we'll give you a little bit of leeway on this one of within 200 feet per second. Um, Average average speed of a 170 grain 3030 feet per second velocity. 170 grain 3030. I'm gonna say right around 2700. Ah, uh, too high by about uh, 500 there. Oh, Sorry about thank, that. Thanks, thanks for listening. I'm gone. We do appreciate it. All right, that's enough of that. That's enough. Nobody's answering those questions. We need more gun nuts out there listening to us. <laughs> Where's Al Shook when you, know, you need him? The only one I knew. My buddy that, Jeff Schmelzer, hey, he'd know this. The only one I knew of the bunch was the 22. Did you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, typically they're about 1250, right? Yeah, right around, around 1200, right around 1250. That. Yeah. There are some some cheap ones you can get that are 1000. Those are the cheap now, ones. Now they do have some jacked up loads now that, that are, are the 14. High, that are 14 even 50. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they got some Although typically that's lower in grain. Yeah, the CCI uh Winchester does make a a 40 grain that supposedly is a hyper velocity at over 1400 yeah. feet per second. Yeah, and if you're on hold now folks, you can hang up. Uh so sorry about sorry that. Sorry about that. Unless you want to call except and- for Except for John, still need his information. Oh yeah, John, John hold on. John on the northwest side. You and I'll hang out. And yeah, and uh, we've Nick's, had the poor Nick's, guy online this time. Yeah, Nick's gonna get well, your why didn't you info. Tell me to shut up. Uh, who's no. idea? <laughs> Nick's gonna get your info, John, and uh, we'll be right back with more. Promise you, we won't have any of those hard questions. Maybe, maybe, maybe we might do that again someday. People right? like to challenge themselves. That's Thomas, right. All right. about challenging life. All right. 799-1250 is the phone number if you want to talk about something else. We'll be what right back. What is the quadratic <laughs> equation? <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Dying over you okay? here. Oh, you okay over there? Yeah, the old coffee went down the wrong pipe. <laughs> Skipper buds. Uh, Cutting edge outdoors. Uh, A little Joe Walsh theme going back there, huh, Nick? 
Oh, yeah. Love me some Joe Walsh, the Eagles. as the one who played Already Gone before. I actually saw them in concert in Pittsburgh when Glenn Fry was still alive and with the band a couple oh, years yeah. ago. You know the song that was going through my head this week? And I don't know. It's weird how a certain song will just go through your head. Mm-hmm. The one, my Maserati does 185. Oh, I yeah. lost yeah. my license. Now, now I, I can't, can't drive. That was Joe Walsh, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. That's a good. classic. That's that's yeah. a classic line right there. Hey, here's a here's a little trivia question for you. I'll give you two choices here. And we are not giving away a fisherman and magazine. And we're not giving away raw no, from no. answering the phone. What? Back. Uh, okay, what is the number one selling album of all time? Do you think it's uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller uh, or the Eagles' collection of greatest hits? I would say it's the Eagles' greatest hits. You're right. That's the number one selling album of all that time. That was one classic album. And that's, their greatest hits. They, yeah. I mean, they had some, they had a lot of hits. They had some some. Yeah, they well, were a great group. You got to keep in mind that album that went uh, the one that went like double platinum. That right. was just their greatest hits through '75. So that doesn't have a lot of the later stuff. That's got no Joe Walsh music on it. Really doesn't have like Life in the Fast Lane, Hotel really? California. You know any yeah. of the Timothy B. Schmidt stuff? Yeah, it's. I think it's Joe, amazing. I think Joe Walsh joined them later when they regrouped and came back together. Yes, but they told him he'd have to quit drinking, <laughs> and so he then he couldn't he play the guitar he anymore. Did. He went to rehab. I, be- <laughs> I believe he went to rehab, came back, and he's never drank since. <clears throat> you know, I played, but it was worth it for him to salvage his career. Yeah, and that's awesome. Yeah, I think when I drink, I, pl- I play my guitar better when I drink. Oh yeah, you <laughs> think when so? I drink. <laughs> just like, just like I used to. I used to think I threw bar da- bar darts better. Actually, one time I did. I got a hat trick. Did you really? Yeah. I might have been standing on one foot. I got three. Three bullseyes. Three bullseyes. Wow. Yeah. Uh, my girlfriend Ann had to tell me I'd done it. I couldn't even see the board. Oh, my, honey, you just got a hat trick. My uh, my one son, he did a uh, he did a a Robin Hood with a bow and arrow, where he had one in the bullseye. And the next arrow split that arrow that was in the bullseye. It hit it in the knock perfectly and went right down the shaft of the first arrow. Total luck, of course. <laughs> He's the one who shot the deer in the head. Amazing shots. <laughs> uh, you ever yeah, see the guy? Good... Oh, Go ahead. With the bow and arrow, he shoots aspirins. No. A guy about 30 feet away would throw an aspirin in the air, and he'd hit it with the damn bow, bow and arrow. He'd hit it. I, uh, I It was unreal. My brother, unreal. let's talk amazing shots. My brother one time in Missouri, uh, he was walking through a field going from one squirrel woods to another, and he knew these ducks would be on this pond. So he had a Marlin 39A lever action 22, and he folded the back buckhorn sight down and he planned to do this and he was just going to use it like a shotgun where he's going to swing with and look at the the yeah. front the you know front sight and swing he actually shot a duck out of midair with it with a 22 22 put the bullet right through its yeah. chest now that's wow. probably probably illegal and not advised children don't try yeah, this at home okay. but so what who cares um, i i hit a my amazing shot of my life and i have two brothers that saw it uh, they can back me up on this. I shot a rabbit at full run with a twenty-two revolver. A rabbit at full run. I mean, 
right. totally by accident. I think I fi- might have fired three shots before I finally hit him, but three or four or five, whatever. But I, I did hit it on a full run, <laughs> you know, which is totally lucky. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I, I grazed one once with my twenty-two with with my old uh, Winchester bolt action sixty-nine A open sights. I darn near got one. I, I, I was on him pretty good, and uh, I shot, and I just found a little bit of blood. I must have. Uh, must have just grazed him. Uh, my friend Randy Ledvin, uh, uh, he was on our show. He's got Butler Creek Ranch or Rock Ranch up there. He was on years ago with me, you, and John, uh, I think in the old studio. Um, he uh, told me a story. He grew up in Kiwani County there, and uh, he said he actually with an old recurve bow years ago on his farm, dad's farm, there was a deer running. And, of course, this is probably not something we obviously would do now, but as a, he was a young kid. And he, he shot the arrow with the recurve up into the air, mm-hmm. you know, just to launch yeah. it. Yeah. It came straight down on the thing's head and killed it. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Running through a field. That's pretty lucky. <laughs> Are you that, kidding me? That's like, lucky. It's like hitting, getting hit by lightning. Now, again, odds, those know, would I mean, be considered unethical th- shots today. We at the uh, Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors, no way indoors, shooting at flying ducks with 22s or launching arrows at running deer. <laughs> <laughs> but gosh darn it, it's fun to talk about. Oh yeah, oh, right. Yeah. That, so you hit the running rabbit with the revolver. That that was yeah. My brothers still couldn't believe it. They, they I think well, one of them kind of. I think they both probably forgot it by now. <laughs> it was a long time ago. But anyway, my best shot with uh, a pistol years ago. I was out squirrel hunting with the uh, my twenty two Ruger. Mm-hmm. Mark II. First new fire firearm I ever purchased was 1982. It was a Mark II target, tapered barrel, 22. And my proudest moment was, you know, getting a limit of squirrels with that thing, five squirrels. But uh, one of my best shots was I was out and I heard the crows across the field. And as you know, I'm an expert crow caller. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I started calling and sure enough, one came in. And uh, one flew in, I could hear it coming, and it landed way in the top of a tree. And it was still uh, early season squirrel hunting, so the foliage, it was nothing but green branches, this and that, or leaves, I mean, thick stuff. So I, I kneeled down, and way at the top of an oak tree, I could see this little black, you know, form up there, feathers. I could just see a part. So I kneeled down, and I took the twenty-two. And I got the open sights, and I leveled it. I thought, this is a hopeless poke. And I shot, and all of a sudden, the thing quit cawing, quit crowing, and I just saw it toppling from the top of the trees. Tumbled right down. Tumbled right down. So what I did was I went to the barrel, brought it to my lips, and went. (laughs) (laughs) That was my best shot. of course you did. Of course. Yeah. You know, during the break, folks, we were saying, spring can't get here soon enough, you know? I think everybody's chomping at the bit to get open on those, I mean, get out on those open waters of the rivers first for the walleyes, you know. Uh, and, of course, you know, on the rivers, a lot of things are open, but especially guys go for the walleyes, you know. And, uh, yeah, we're waiting. What do you got there? Got our old Boulder Junction connection. Oh, excellent. Hey, good morning, Dennis. Good morning, guys. How the heck are you? All right. Good. This is our Boulder Junction connection from the – God from God's country, Dennis Royce. So what's new up there, Dennis? Well, we need, we have a lot of snow. I'll give you a fishing report after I give you a snow report. Yeah, but, you got uh, that big thing coming through, right? 
yes, and we have right now our snowpack on the ground, uh, I'm going to say from Highway 8 North, is a minimum of 24 inches to as much as 30 to, to some places 40 inches. It depends on where you're at. That's a lot of snow right now, and we had minimal snow at Christmas time, and now we've got way too much, and now there's a storm coming today. They're taking 12 to 14 inches of snow as predicted, so it's it's getting awfully difficult to get around. Yeah. And the lakes, the guys are getting fish, but it's so hard to get out there now. A track machine is the only way to get around, and, of course, there's a lot of slush on the lakes because of the weight. There's plenty of ice, but uh, you've got the, the amount of the snow and the slush to fight with, and it's not easy. But uh, the fish are going. They are getting fish, uh, panfish mainly. We got open fishing for one more week for a, for a game fish, and then that closes. But uh, normally this time of year, pan fishing gets to be a big item, and uh, crappies, bluegills, and perch, and it's going to be tough to get them because there's a lot of snow in the lake, and we're shoveling roofs right now, and, and uh, that's what we're doing. Our main business is shoveling roofs off. Shoveling roofs, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. I'll tell you what, though, you know, when when the warm weather does start to come with all that snow on the lakes, uh, it's going to be awfully wet out there. Yes, it is. You know, That's going to help some of the lakes, but our water table is back up to where it should be, and especially in Vilas County area here. And, and uh, uh, But the snow, is, our lakes are going to, we need the water, but uh, there's going to be a lot of water this year. There's a lot on the ground right now. Yeah, yeah. But- Amazing how much snow we got in the last just the last ten days. Yeah. We got two snowfalls of almost a foot of snow. Wow! I bet so you the snowmobile trails trails are nice. The snowmobile trails are absolutely excellent right now. There are nothing but positive reports on all of them. And as far south as uh, oh, I'm going to say south of eight yet yeah, down the Tomahawk, excellent snowmobile riding, and everybody's enjoying that. And it's been this last weekend with the three day holiday. Uh, there was a lot of people up here, and and. Uh, there's good riding it for some time, and, and like I can say the, the snow the, you have to stay in the trails on now because it's getting thick, and you get stuck, and then you got a big job getting unstuck. Yeah, right. Wow. But well, a lot of things, a lot of things going on. It's there's still it's still nice to be up here. So, so the just, fishing. What do we got with the you mentioned fishing report? Oh, he did. He gave did it. You? Yeah, he well, gave it. <laughs> no, he said he was going to do no, the snowmobile did. first. He no, he did. He did. did he? Most, yeah, mostly panfish. Mostly okay. panfish. Right. Tough to get out there. Okay. <laughs> How about the walleyes? The the walleye action is is tough right now. It's the end of the season, but uh, the pan fishing is good, especially crappie fishing. But I noticed the other night uh, that you you have to pay attention. You're using a fish fishing eight feet of water. You got to pay attention because it's not an aggressive bite. It's a real light bite, and if you're not paying attention, you're going to miss them. But uh, they are they are going so. What do you think? How do you think this is going to affect your open water opening weekend? Because I know it, you can have ice, you can have no ice. Uh, any guess? That uh, would just be a guess. Right now, uh, I'm hoping, I, like Tom was saying earlier, about getting lakes open, rivers open up soon. I'm anxious to see blue water. I like fishing in open water, but uh, there's a long way from that. There is a lot of ice on the lake, and of course, with all the snow cover now, it's going to be a while before that you know that starts uh, breaking down. And but Mother Nature, you don't ever know in Mother Nature. They, we can get a week of, of sixty or fifty degree weather, not sixty, but fifty degree weather, and it can put a big dent in in, uh, in the snow and the ice real quick. So yeah, gotcha. I'm hoping well, that, I'm hoping that we got open water for ice fishing this year. Very seldom. There's a few years when it's been extremely cold where we get. Uh, 
uh, opening uh, delayed because of the ice, but it's it's been pretty good the last few years. Yeah. Well, stay stay warm, Dennis. I'll bring you some pictures when I come down to the sports show, and I'll sh- show you where we're at with snow. We actually got pictures like it used to be years ago where you got tunnels going into your house. We're starting to get tunnels <laughs> into our houses. All right, so, Dennis. Hey, Thank you guys. You. Have a good weekend. You Take too, care. Dennis. Thanks. Bye now. Thanks. And with that, we here at the Skipper Beds Cut Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors got to take a break. So stay tuned for more on 105.7 FM, The Fan, and 12.50 AM. We'll be right back. Starts out standing in the rain. Oh. Didn't have a boat. Just an old broken oar. Heard the roar of the ranger. He could picture the scene. He's a Lake Link hero. <laughs> Gets lots of walleyes. Not bad. Like that, Lake, I like it, Lake Link Hero. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get my old buddy Dennis Radloff, who has a band, uh, Magnum Four, I think is what he called it. That's an awesome name. Yeah, that's a cool name, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah. And uh, see if we can. Uh, I'll finish with these lyrics. We get this baby <laughs> recorded. We're going to the top, man. There you go. <clears throat> going to head on. Yeah, that's the big plan. So <laughs> you're doing a fine job back there. I appreciate it. So I was going to, you've hunted and fished before, right? Oh, yeah. Grew up deer hunting, pheasant hunting, trap shooting, all that stuff. Okay. So, like, were my feet per second questions? Like, uh, I was going to ask Dennis, the Boulder Junction connection, if he knew any of those velocity questions. So I wouldn't have known with rifle rounds. I mean, when we did trap, we always shot field loads. So those are like 1,200 per second. And, you know, You're right. I, I grew 12, up 1,300. I grew up enough around like pellet guns. I would have been able to tell you like it's, you know, probably 2,000 for a rifle bullet because it's, I think, like 780 for your most powerful pellet gun and stuff. So actually most powerful pellet gun that I've ever seen is 1,650. You saw 1,650? Yep. 1,650 oh feet per second. The technology on the old pellet rifle has... uh mm-hmm. Improved years ago as a kid, there were there were standbys. There was the old uh, Red Rider style BB gun where you could shoot and you could actually watch your BB curve. <laughs> Remember that? Yep. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of cool. You could That's see it curve right <laughs> into the Tweety Bird yep. or his target. And then uh, <laughs> then if you moved up a step from there, you got the old Crossman ten pump one. Yep. And uh, and then if you really went like magnum type category you got a benjamin or they called him sheridan i think the company merged and they had the silver streak they shot that mm-hmm. what 15 um 1200 12 it, it, they, well, i, I want to say the caliber though uh like but, the it was a 177 caliber well, yeah, for the uh for your typical crossman but then i think they had a special they had a 215 no they had a 22 caliber for benjamin uh they still do a twenty-two uh, caliber. I thought it was twenty. No, uh, there's a twenty and a twenty-two. Actually, there's two of them, and but those shoot about a thousand feet per second. See now, well now they've got the sta- most standard break action barrel rifles, um, are around a thousand to twelve hundred feet per second for one seventy-seven. Yeah. And if you get that same model with the twenty-two caliber, it'll take a couple hundred feet per second yeah. off of it. Yeah, most of them that like that we have at Sherpers are. 1,200 feet per second, the crack ones, the crack the barrel. The spring barrel. Um, yeah. the, and they used to call those the European style yeah. uh, break action barrel. My buddy Joe DeLuca bought one in college or senior year to try and we were shooting rabbits on a campus back mm-hmm. then. That's a whole nother story. Mm-hmm. Campus security was trying to run us down. We'd be, mm-hmm. oh, it was crazy. But um, 
Anyway, those back then were only around 700 feet per second, but that was considered smoking yeah. back then. Yeah, right now that uh, the the brand that you pump up 10 times, you know, uh, we have those too, and those are like 650 feet per second, which is enough to kill, kill a squirrel well, yeah, or a we rabbit. Used to, we, used to bust, we used to bust uh, uh, rabbits with it. But, squirrel, you'd have to hit them in the head. Squirrels yeah, are too tough. They are. They are tough. And uh, the, what do you call it, the... the the 1,200 feet per second with the scopes, those are actually pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're, yeah. They're pretty nice. We yeah. had we had one of the old Red Rider lever action BB guns, so yeah. it wouldn't exactly break the skin on the squirrels if they were standing up on the fence eating bird seed. you just kind right. of pop them, and you'd see that back leg would twitch and kind of scurry, and they just sort of <laughs> fall over. So there's one that we called Lead Pants because we were pretty sure that he had at least three or four of these BBs. Just he was like an old gunfighter. Oh, he just didn't okay. care. Um, we've, we've got, uh, we've got a fully automatic BB gun oh my God. at the store. <laughs> that legal? Fully. Well, I, for BB guns, I guess it is, but it's uh pop, 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 pop. <laughs> yeah. Can I get the address? So oh, right over there, Sherpers. <laughs> so, so like, so like if you got some squirrels terrorizing your bird feeder, you kick the back garage door open, walk out and say, say hello to my little friend. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it is. It's, pop, yeah, pop, 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 pop. It, it, it looks like an AR and it's got the folding stock, extending stock and all that. Yeah, it looks like a little AR. And it comes with a little canister of, you know, put a bunch of BBs in there. <laughs> How much does this run for? They're not that expensive. I, I You know what? I don't know for sure if it's. $79, $99, I don't know. I know where my, I know where my paycheck's going this week. There we go. <laughs> hey, get your tax return back. There yeah. you go. That's right. Everybody, uh, you know, hopefully put in for this already and going to be getting money back. The, government, the old government shutdown is over, and uh, yeah. You know, it kind of it's funny about those government shutdowns whenever they do that over the years. It's like they say they're, it's all non-essential personnel. Well, that would be all well, of them. <laughs> well, then, if it's not essential personnel, I mean, why do we have them in the first place if they're not essential? I mean, I, I don't understand that. So, eh, anyway, that's not a big deal. Not a big deal. No, it's not. Anyway, so uh, now is the time to uh, actually start getting the walleye stuff ready because pretty soon those rivers are going to start opening. And, uh, you know, in our area here, of course, we got the Wisconsin River. We got the Fox River. Uh, we got uh, the uh, the up by Green Bay. You got the fox up there, uh, the Rock River right over here. So you know there's a lot of rivers that'll be opening, and those walleyes will just be chomping at the bit. So looking forward to that. But the one thing I'm not looking forward to are the hordes of boats on the rivers, because you always get that every year. So yeah, and then and then it always comes. The big question is what color to use. You know, what color jig? Well, you know, if you're fishing a a deeper hole, I don't think it really matters what color it is. Those those rivers are dark, you know, and and you're down 15, 20 feet. I don't think it matters what color it is. Although, you know, talking to a lot of walleye pros, greens are good, blues are good, chartreuse is good, orange is good. Uh, So, as a matter of fact, for a while, one of the hottest colors going was it was like a pink, purple, half and half. Pink and purple. That was supposed to be the hot one for a while. Or pink and blue, too. So, ah, who knows? Well, Who knows? I Whatever think, they're biting, that's the hot one. You know what? I think the river fishing, though, Tom, is kind of overrated. 
I think it's a lot of cold and a lot of boats. But I think well, people are so gosh darn stir crazy they can't wait to get yeah. out. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, up on the Fox River up there by Green Bay, it's a lot of fish too. Yeah, and there have been guys fishing ice. Ones. There's been guys ice fishing throughout this winter season. Oh yeah, they fish up there through the ice. But they haven't been doing too good this winter. Every DNR report yeah. I see says a lot of guys out, not a whole lot of catching. Not that great. Yeah. Well, just wait. There'll be a lot of walleyes in there. And actually, this is your time if you wanted to get one of those mounting walleyes, one of those 12, 13, right. 14 pounds, or anything over ten, let's say. They're up there. Uh, They're one there. of the one of the best spring opportunities coming up now in March, April is uh, get out on Lake Michigan and do the Harbor brown trout fishing. Oh yeah, uh, that's, that's going to be, be great. Hot. And the Lakers too. Yeah, that's going to be great. I've got some nice Lakers out there just out right here by the break, just outside the break wall yeah. here out of uh, you could probably Milwaukee. Catch yeah, catch a lot of brown trout right right, right from shore. Oh yeah, you know, right under the home bridge. Buddy Jim Dembeck yeah. catches them all winter. Yeah. So anyway, Danny, had a good time this morning. Yep. Looking, looking forward to uh, another wonderful week uh, with more snow coming. Pray for more, no rain today <laughs> so I can go pheasant hunting. Yeah, well, good luck. All right. That's all I to got. To all the Me listeners, too. thanks for listening. And God bless and stay free, everyone. You've been listening to Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Hey, thanks to the police out there, first responders, and uh, service personnel. We're behind you 110%. We'll talk to you all next week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.